0: Hello, you're listening to the FPL Roundup with FPL Governor and FPL Tim. Now, Tim, we're recording this on Monday night. It's it's live still, the game week. We're just watching Tottenham Hotspur at Burnley. Still nil-nil in this one. And we've both got a few Spurs players in our teams. But we'll do our best to round up the game week um, as we've got it so far. How's it going for you?
1: Uh, It's not bad all things considered because this is one of the stranger weeks that I remember in in FPL because everything looked so good on paper and yet here we all are sitting with low scores but I've had a slight bit of fortune so I'm sitting on a grey arrow which (laughs) I think is a bit of a win this week
0: Yeah, um, a grey arrow so you're not really going up, not really going down either which is probably good because it seems to me that this week's been pretty much a disaster for a lot of FPL managers including myself really
1: I've seen some dreadful scores and, and I have to say I feel for those people who are just sitting on a sea of blanks because there's no worse feeling really.
0: Yeah, there's been a couple of these uh, game weeks so far where the, the high profile or at least the, the high in demand picks just aren't really performing and it's some of the, the, uh, the more left field options uh, coming in with the FPL points. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that on this week's FPL Roundup. And we'll start with the champions, Liverpool, with a 2-1 win at home to Sheffield United. Good news for Liverpool, but not so good news for most FPL managers, Tim, um, given that Mo Salah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, the two, uh, probably the two most highly owned Liverpool players in the game, um, just didn't really perform in terms of F- FPL points.
1: No, I was a Salah captainer, as uh, as many were this week. He seen the overwhelmingly uh, good choice, best choice on paper, and I've got no regrets about the decision. But of course, very frustrating to to see him have the chances and, and not be able to take them. He hit the post, um, came very close on another occasion. He was he was offside, so just just very disappointing. Um, and defence, I I feel quite fortunate because I did ship Robbo for a hit a couple of weeks ago for Chilwell and while it didn't immediately pay off uh, it uh, definitely evened out this week
0: yeah that looks like it might well be a good move in the long run particularly with Chilwell's price just creeping up week by week so yeah Alexander Arnold and Salah owners can maybe feel a little hard done by I mean in a world without the video assistant referee um, both could have had a points haul considering Salah's goal was offside it would have been a Trent assist you know shoulda woulda coulda and all that and um, Liverpool clean sheet denied by a bit of bit of a contentious penalty Fabinho fouled on the 18 yard box um, given by the video assistant but Klopp said it was a fair tackle so a bit of controversy over that one and and really it was just a cheap way for, for Liverpool to lose their clean sheet which it looked like they might be holding on for even without Virgil van Dijk in the team
1: yeah, I mean, I watched the highlights and it did look like Sheffield played some positive football and they created some reasonable chances. But I mean, they they, they came close, but a lot of it was a bit speculative. So I don't think they threatened as much as it might have looked. Uh, if that makes sense. But of course, a penalty is always a huge chance, isn't it? And, and I think, to be fair, if, if we say that on the line is in the box, then it was a penalty. Um, of course, the other issue is whether it's a foul in the first place. But um, yeah, I think Liverpool can feel a little bit hard done by there.
0: Yeah, still in the Mo Salah camp rather than the Sadio Mane camp, Tim. It's been a couple of weeks on the trot now, I think, where Sadio Mane's performed well, he's outperformed Salah.
1: Well, I wouldn't say actually it's so much Salah versus Mane. I'd say Hmm. uh, it may even be a shrewd move to double up. And I was saying that before this week um, because... We know that we have enough money in our squads in order to have those two premium midfield options Um, maybe a bit of a stretch if you want Son and Kane as well but um, I think that's definitely something to look at because very very difficult to risk going out without Salah because we know he can haul on his day and he's on penalties but Mane if you look at his stats and you look at well the the eye test folk as well I'm sure will will vouch for just how good Mane looks Um, I think it could be a really shrewd move and especially with the defence not looking so valuable to maybe um, that's the way we go with our Liverpool options
0: interesting yeah that would certainly take up a lot of value in our teams but with other teams like Manchester City even Manchester United some of the midfield options not delivering um, in this game week at least it could well uh, be an interesting way to go we'll have to see how that pans out yeah Liverpool with West Ham at home in the next game and then a couple of tough ones Man City and Leicester um, but, yeah, interesting times if you're a, a Sadio Mane or Mo Salah owner. Let's move on. Bobby Firmino as well, actually, getting getting a nice goal. It's good, good to see him on the score sheet, isn't
1: it? Yeah, we should give him a quick mention. I, <laughs> I, he, he used to be an FPL legend, and unfortunately, he's, uh, he's too selfless these days, but always nice to see him crop up with a goal.
0: Yeah, handy little tap in for Bobby. Uh, let's move on to Crystal Palace. Now, the main talking point from this game, Tim, is... Wilfred Zaha he just every time we seem to doubt him or cast any sort of doubt on whether he's a good FPL asset he just seems to deliver a goal and an assist in this game albeit it was against Fulham and do you think that's a major caveat people need to consider.
1: It is a caveat, but maybe I've been a bit too harsh. I mean, I said how I find Zahar a frustrating FPL option and particularly the fact that he, historically he hasn't done well for bonus, but he goes through these flashes of brilliance and actually in, in the highlights, he looked, it looked like a one-man show. You know, just every time he's on the ball, he's playing so positively, um, looking to make runs and dribble past players and just always a threat in the box. I think he actually is better, playing further forwards he's, he's more of a striker than a midfielder um, maybe if even if he's not a classic out-and-out striker so um, yeah Zaha proves me wrong once again Um, great performance and yeah he's the top scoring midfielder this week is he starting to
0: play on your mind a little bit Wilfred Zaha five goals in six games on penalties 7.2 pretty good price for a goal scoring midfielder and good fixtures coming up as well
1: yeah well the fixtures are what starts to make it tempting I don't think that Wolves away and Leeds at home are particularly good even though they might be shown as green in a, on the on the official game. But then Burnley, Newcastle and West Brom, um, definitely three games. If you have a luxury transfer, maybe, that's the kind of time when you would look to get Zahar in and, and get some points from those games.
0: OK, other options in this game. Some managers no doubt will be disappointed with uh, Mitchell losing the clean sheet for Palace uh, with a, a 90 plus five... Uh, goal back for Fulham. Kearney with a long-range shot, finding the top corner. Uh, Lookman, we haven't mentioned him yet on the FPL Roundup this season, but he's playing for Fulham now. £5 million pound midfielder. We've seen glimpses, glimpses of him uh, previously at Everton. And he hit the post in this game. He scored at Sheffield United last week. Six shots in this game. Pretty good fixtures as well for Fulham, West Brom and West Ham up next he could be uh not a bad fifth midfielder
1: well I'm not sure th- would you would you really want to play him uh that's that's the only question because yes he looked lively um but again I don't see how I'd ever fit him into my team and and start him I'd probably much rather have Suchek if I was uh looking for someone around that price
0: okay and as a Mitrovic owner talking about me here do you think uh, I need to start thinking about shipping him out or bearing in mind the next two games, West Ham and West Brom, he's worth keeping for now?
1: I'd find it very difficult to ditch him if I had him just because of those next two fixtures because we know he can haul. He's still shooting a decent amount, even if a lot of them are speculative. Um, we just need Fulham to create some slightly better chances. Um, and of course, he missed a penalty recently, so uh, th- that's obviously a huge swing in points terms. Um, but yeah, he's capable of hauling two decent fixtures. I, I'd probably look to keep unless uh, I, I I could definitely afford to make that transfer.
0: Okay, hopefully paying the faith in Mitro will uh, come back and reap dividends for my FPL team. Let's move on to West Ham 1, Man City 1. Frustrating uh, day for Pep Guardiola and co. in this game. Phil Foden scoring for City. Kevin De Bruyne Uh, left on the bench I think for this one given his uh, fitness doubts and Antonio scoring a really nice finish for West Ham what did you make of this game?
1: Very impressed with West Ham they've really acquitted themselves well this season they're really doing well to ride out this tough tough run of fixtures and actually come away with some some good points and some good goals, good results. Uh, So I'm really impressed. Uh, Antonio did seem to have a niggle, so i have to keep an eye on it. I I hope he stays fit because I think he's going to be a brilliant third striker option. Um, And yeah, Man City just aren't quite ticking, are they? And especially with De Bruyne having having some time out. He did come on at the end, but um, yeah, they definitely need him fit and firing if they're going to start firing in the goals again.
0: Yeah, what do you make of Man City? Because it's a bit of a, a difficult time if you're a Man City uh, player-owner. Phil Foden coming off the bench, actually, at half-time in this game to score. Coming on for Aguero, a bit of peppery in there. And yeah, Sterling not even, you know, filling the boots of Kevin De Bruyne in terms of being the most influential player on the pitch.
1: No, Sterling doesn't seem to have that same impact, and, and of course, they play slightly different roles. Sterling, not so much the, the creative force from midfield. Um, Yeah, it's tough for Man City right now because I think they're really suffering from their injuries. When they both got both their centre-forwards out injured, of course, Aguero went off with another injury that wasn't even a reoccurrence of the one that's just happened. So I think he's out for a few weeks. Um, It's just frustrating. They, of course, lost Sané last season. They lost David Silva. Um, De Bruyne has been out for a couple of games. They've got no strikers. And all of a sudden, they they look a little bit stretched. Um, So they definitely need everyone fit and firing.
0: Yeah, OK, so you certainly wouldn't be looking at getting any Man City players in this week, for example, Sheffield United, Liverpool and Spurs the next three games.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting if one of them hauls in the Sheffield United game, because then, of course, that makes life interesting again with Man City options. We'll all be considering how we can shuffle them into our teams. Um, but but yeah, I, I definitely think I'm going to wait on Man City over the next few weeks
0: Okay, let's move to the other side of Manchester. Manchester United, uh, they played Chelsea in a a bit of a drab 0-0 draw. Both teams really cancelling each other out. No real major chances of note in this game. I reckon probably Marcus Rashford had the best of the game, uh, kept out by some strong Mendy saves. Saw a a glimpse of Cavani as well, United's new number seven, uh, coming off the bench, nearly scoring actually with his first touch a bit of competition up top now for Manchester United.
1: Yeah, you could say that. I still still think that Cavani's very much going to play second fiddle. Um, It'll be interesting to see actually when Martial comes back if Solskjaer sticks with him as the, uh, the out-and-out striker. Um, you mentioned Rashford. Uh, Rashford, yeah, definitely their most positive player. Um, really impressive saves from Mendy. Um, it did make me wonder whether Kepper might have let one of those slip through. Um, but thankfully, uh, Mendy made the saves and got me the Chilwell clean sheet points.
0: Yeah, Chelsea-wise, um, they reaped the bonus, really, from this game, given that they were mostly on the back for Zuma, James and Thiago Silva all getting bonus points. And also Maguire for Manchester United, who was a bit lucky to get away without conceding a penalty, giving uh, Cesar Aspilicueta a, a, an almighty hug in the box, stopping him from climbing for a header.
1: I think that was 100% a penalty. And I just don't get why that kind of thing is not looked at. Because he was the one who made the header maguire and, and to me when he's got he's behind asbiliquetta both arms around him and pulls the man back and heads the ball away he's clearly denied asbiliquetta a chance to you know make contact with the ball
0: Yeah, if only there was uh, technology or something we could bring into the game to sort this kind of thing out. (laughs) Chelsea-wise, though, Tim, just briefly, um, a lot of people would have at least been thinking about getting Pulisic in their teams, given his return uh, to the starting eleven, and a few other Chelsea options in there as well. We've seen Werner emerge in recent weeks, uh, Kai Havertz, of course, in a lot of teams as well. Uh, But a disappointing day for those uh, Chelsea attackers.
1: Yeah, Pulisic, definitely the bright spark, but Man United's a tough fixture. Um, we're, we're still waiting for Chelsea to click. Of course, they scored a bit, a few goals against Southampton last week, but despite that, they, they've still looked underwhelming, and, and I still want to see a fit Ziyech and see if maybe he's the missing piece of the puzzle. But they do have Burnley away, Sheffield United at home, and Newcastle away in the next three, so maybe this is finally the catalyst to uh, Chelsea starting to look like a proper attacking unit
0: interesting okay so you think maybe we should be looking at Chelsea maybe maybe their back line considering uh, well Chilwell standout option
1: well yeah I've, I'm a Chilwell owner thankfully I, I got him in at 5.5 which I'm quite happy because the clean sheet this week definitely makes him him look like a, a decent option so uh so, yeah, very very happy with him. Uh, Midfield-wise, I'm not so sure, be- just because it's so hard to fit them into midfield. I mean, who do you sacrifice for a Chelsea player if you decide to go that route?
0: Mm, interesting. OK, um, well, if anyone's looking to sacrifice an attacker, they might well be looking at getting a certain Leeds forward into their team. Aston Villa nil, Leeds United 3, a Patrick Bamford hat-trick. Now, we on this podcast team haven't been... The, uh, the highest praises of Bamford, I think it's fair to say. I think we largely thought his strong start to the season, he was outperforming um, what he perhaps should have been, but he, he got a hat-trick in this game.
1: Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm gonna say that he's still overperforming, <laughs> but uh, full credit to him. It's nice, you know, when when the stars align and everything clicks. And I have to say, the second and third goals were pretty spectacular. So um, I'm I'm very happy for him. And if you've got him in your team, then um, definitely enjoy the result. Obviously, frustrating as a Grealish owner, because on another day uh, it might have been a Grealish goal, but um, that's FPL, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so six goals in six games for Bamford so far this season. Of course, half of those came in this game. Leeds, next few fixtures Leicester, Palace, and Arsenal um, as well. Yeah, Bamford, I feel like he's one of those players, a bit like Salah sometimes, actually, where you've got to almost play the percentages a bit. You know, you've got to wait for him to have a good few chances um, for him to actually score. Um, at all if if he does get you know a few goals nine shots he had in this game three of them were goals he just seems like he needs a good few chances
1: yeah the interesting thing is he's massively overperforming his expected goals this season but this is completely contrary to last season in the championship where he was a season-long underperformer so uh, I don't know if it's just the uh, a new diet that he's tried out or what but um, whatever it is it's working
0: yeah, maybe a bit of a promotion bounce we often see.
1: And the interesting thing is, uh, I didn't quite believe it when I when I saw it. But Bamford is actually outscoring Calvert Lewin in FPL points this season by five, forty nine to forty four.
0: Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's quite something. And we'll get on to Calvert Lewin after the break. Plenty still to go on the FPL roundup this week. Jimenez. Getting a goal from out of nowhere, it seemed, against Newcastle. Vardy scoring, of course, against Arsenal. He always seems to do that, doesn't he? And what will happen in this Burnley-Spurs game? Will the Spurs' double attack dream of Son and Kane come good? I think we've still got to find out watching it. It's half-time, nil-nil, and we'll uh, keep you updated here on the FPL Roundup. Welcome back. It's the FPL Roundup with FPL Governor and FPL Tim. We'll start the second half with Leicester and Arsenal. A 1-0 win for Leicester, which is quite a strong result, Tim, given that they didn't start with Jamie Vardy.
1: Yeah, very good result for Leicester. And I mean, Leicester still are a solid team. I actually started James Justin this week. Not not really in hope of a clean sheet, but um, yeah, very glad to come away with some points there.
0: Yeah, Worrying times for Arsenal on the other hand Aubameyang seemingly anonymous uh, Lacazette did score a header but it was offside um, not looking good for Arsenal options so you think Leicester Leicester the way to go do you think or I, I don't know what, what do you make of it Vardy obviously coming off the bench getting the goal Leicester keeping another clean sheet not looking too shabby defensively
1: yeah, nice that Vardy's back from a a short layoff. He's just going to be another complication for our team, so adding to the chaos. I just want to comment quickly on Albamiang because we haven't been talking about him at all. He's he's it's almost like he's disappeared from the game, but um I, his stats are absolutely dreadful. And I hadn't looked until earlier today, but he's only shooting one point three three times per ninety, uh, and his xG per ninety this season is point zero nine so you've never seen Aubameyang with such poor stats so I don't know what's going on with Arsenal obviously that will improve or it should improve as the games go on but um, yeah very worrying times for Arsenal
0: yeah not what you want from a 12 million pound midfielder Roy. although I imagine he's, uh, his price has already slipped a little bit from that uh, I think we'll move swiftly on shall we to to Southampton Everton a lot of Hopes in this game, particularly on the Everton side of things for potentially a lot of new Calvert Lewin owners, James Rodriguez as well, actually played in this game which was a bit of a surprise given that he was a major injury doubt but he didn't actually come good in the end anyway
1: no it was a strange game Uh, I wonder if it was a a, just a style matchup or what or if Everton were perhaps a little bit overconfident Um, Southampton you never quite know what's going to happen with them this season it it, it seems so yeah disappointing Um, I kept Rodriguez i I don't know, I don't want to say that I had a feeling, I just was actually patient for for once from this one and, yeah, I was glad to see that he, he was starting for my team. But, yeah, disappointing that Rodriguez and Calvert-Lewin mustered three points between them in this game.
0: Yeah, the Ings-Adams conundrum continues as well. Ings outscoring Adams in this game, but only by virtue of getting uh, two assists to Adams, one goal. And over the whole season, Ings still out on top, but he's uh, much the pricier option as well.
1: Yeah, Danny Ng's still the, the main man, but Shea Adams coming good. So if anyone has been positive enough to keep the faith, then uh, very impressive.
0: Yeah, I feel like Everton really missed Seamus Coleman in this game, the captain uh, helping to link up the back line to the midfield. It seemed that Godfrey just didn't offer that same... Uh, link up uh, allowing Rodrigo's plenty of time on the ball um, Southampton though another clean sheet for them looking pretty good <laughs> given that we both ditched McCarthy early in the season
1: no hilarious I think that's three clean sheets in the last four is it yeah so hilarious um just changing the subject what did you think of the Dean challenge
0: oh yeah good point from this game of course Dean getting sent off you know, at first I thought, yeah, it's cynical. He's just tried to take him out and ended up showing his studs. It's a red card. But the more I see it, the more he's just running behind him and it's more of an accident. It just so happens that, you know, when your leg's extended out in front of you, there's not a lot you can do about it to, to, to bring your leg back. So it looked like he'd stuck his leg in and kept it there when actually it's. I think it was just a bit unfortunate for Luca Dean
1: interesting we're a 50 50 then because i think it was a red card and even if it wasn't intentional I, I still think just in the circumstances it has to be a red card
0: yeah not ideal anyway from a fantasy perspective if you're a luca dean owner you think what's that three match ban that he's got now um after that uh, red cards are not good as well uh, camera actually also had a, a similar red card for fulham Um, but I doubt he'll be in many FBL teams. (laughs) Camera has been prone to a red card in the past. Okay, to Wolves then. Wolves won, Newcastle won. Newcastle pegging back Wolves late in this game, but Wolves actually taking a lead also late in this game. It looked like it was on course for a nil-nil draw, which would have been a perfect result for my FBL team, given that I took out Jimenez and left in... um, Sice and uh, put Kilman in for Cody as well so I could fund a move for Harry Kane. So I was hoping that Kilman would have got a clean sheet, but he didn't in the end.
1: No, I, I'm a very happy Sice owner. That was uh, definitely a nice slice of luck. And he even snuck a bonus point as a result of coming off early.
0: Yeah, it's always a handy one, isn't it? You know, if you if you're not following the game and you see it, afterwards that they conceded but you still have the clean sheet somehow they managed to just get subbed beforehand it's a it's one of the perks of the game but Jimenez scoring from outside the box a one in 50 chance of scoring it was quite some effort but not something you'd expect every week from the Wolves front man Uh, Newcastle were really solid at the back uh, restricting Wolves from getting any meaningful shots on goal.
1: Yeah, Jimenez the postman starting to deliver again <laughs> fortunately. Um but no, Wolves attack's been really underwhelming actually. Um very worrying signs and yeah, I think Jimenez doing well to hold the attack together really by nicking a couple of goals. So I'm I'm glad to be an owner this week, but I do feel slightly fortunate given how underwhelming they have been.
0: Yeah, is it in your mind that you want to get rid of him, uh, you know, mid-priced forward asset but they more and more strikers are starting to come good in FPL
1: yeah uh, I've got, got to keep him this week for Crystal Palace at home but then they've got Leicester away um, and then Southampton at home after that so the question is do I ditch him in game week eight Um, hopefully on the back of a return against Crystal Palace, or do I try and keep him a little bit longer, maybe if if I've got something else more important to address in my team. But I I think I will be looking to downgrade him sooner rather than later, just because there are so many strikers around that six million mark uh like Antonio for example West Ham's fixtures are about to improve a lot um and I'd like to free up some cash for elsewhere now that I've got Kane in my team uh I definitely need to get a bit of money out of out of somewhere
0: yeah I feel like the FPL uh, game at the moment is about to go into another massive swing where suddenly a lot of the players we've been getting in over recent weeks we actually don't really want anymore and there'll be a lot of new options emerging um Talking about that, I'm sort of late to, the, late to the party, but getting Harry Kane in this week uh, for Jimenez, actually. Um, and it doesn't look like it's coming good at the moment. Burnley nil, Spurs nil. But Spurs have just been doing so well of late, it's been hard to ignore Harry Kane.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got Harry Kane in for a hit this week and I think any sensible person (laughs) would have done the same thing, really. They just look too good to ignore. So I don't think it's a bad move in and of itself. Obviously, this is a bit of a strange game week for uh, attacking players. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, they're still looking very good going forwards and have two excellent fixtures in week seven and week eight.
0: Yeah, Brighton at home and then West Brom away. It really doesn't get much better than that although they're then followed by Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal so a really uh, interesting time as we approach Christmas already in this FPL season. Uh, Just a word on Burnley as well you have previously had Chris Wood in your team and no other Burnley assets but looking like they've still got a bit of defensive solidity about them.
1: Yeah, Chris Wood delivered me a nice two points per week in the time that I owned him, so thanks for that Chris. Uh, I really hope he doesn't nick a goal against Spurs here because that would be devastating. He was one of the two that I sold for a hit for Harry Kane this week. Um, but yeah, uh, Burnley's still a, a, a tough team. They maybe taking a bit of time to bed into this season I, I don't know we've seen them have a slow start when they had that Europa League and that was a re- um, season and that was a result of having their squad stretched their squad is a bit stretched this season so again maybe it's just going to take a bit of time for them to get that solidity back
0: yeah just um backtracking a bit to Tottenham Hotspur I got Gareth Bale in a couple of weeks ago a bit of a punt this was hoping that he'd go Uh, straight into the starting 11 or at least not take long at all to get to that stage Um, but he just seems to be benched game after game it's very frustrating
1: had you had anything to drink when you made that transfer
0: just yeah just a little bit but it was still I think still a sound decision I can't remember who I took out to be honest Uh, but the Bale Son Kane triple threat was just too attractive for me I could see the headlines already
1: Well, let's hope that Bale comes on in the second half and and shows us a bit of magic. Yeah, the thing is,
0: it's just so hard to ditch at the moment because the fixtures, as we've been saying, Brighton and West Brom next, you can't really ditch a man like Gareth Bale because even off the bench, he could do something um, spectacular. Of course, we know what Bale's all about. Uh, Just the word on Brighton and uh, West Brom before we finish, of course, a one-all draw. Uh, they shared at the Amex also on Monday night. Carlin Grant scoring his first West Brom goal, though it was a pretty unlikely one according to the XG at least. And also uh, Livermore scoring an own goal for Brighton. Uh, a bit of a sickener for Lamptey owners, for example.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted for Lampy owners because I really like Lamptey as a player. And of course, uh, West Brom nicked it right at the end, the goal, and uh, from a low quality chance. Um, I just thought it was quite funny that Grant scored because a lot of people were talking about Grant on on Twitter, just name dropping that he'd be the one to ruin the clean sheet. And of course it, it comes true. Um and I should have looked this up actually, but there was a game a couple of seasons ago where Carlin Grant ruined uh, a game week for everyone for Huddersfield when he scored a brace out of nowhere. So I, I should look up I should look that game up. But um yeah, just funny how FPL does these things to us.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. But you think Brighton and West Brom keep ignoring for now um you know it might take a while for a grant to be, get consistent and um, emerge as an fpl option
1: well i still think that brighton do have some decent options uh, i haven't checked their fixtures to be honest because i'm I'm looking to save this week so i haven't really done my research yet but um, i still think brighton do have good options i think they've been a bit unfortunate
0: OK, so transfer-wise then, moving straight on to that, you're looking to save this week after taking so many hits in recent weeks, Tim.
1: I know, but I think I finally got to a situation where I can, I don't want to say comfortably save because I have a potentially injured Hammers Rodriguez, but assuming that he's fit, then um, my team looks very good on paper for next week, in which case, yeah, I'd love to have that extra transfer, especially as it comes to game week eight slash nine, where uh, the fixtures swing a little bit.
0: OK, in that case, we'll look at your captaincy pick instead then. And it's currently on Harry Kane. Now talk to me about that.
1: Well, that's just my sort of bus team, as people like to call it, where you make your team and, and then forget about it. Uh, and that's, that's the first instinct. And I always tend to do that. I look at my team when the game updates, quickly set my team as if, as if I wasn't able to make a transfer for next week. Pick a captain who just seems the obvious first instinct pick and, and Harry Kane at home to... Brighton, I think that's the standout option at the moment.
0: Interesting. Okay, for me, transfer-wise, I'm looking at my team and I'm, again, pretty happy with it. Good fixtures all round, really. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, though, disappointing in recent weeks. It's only because they've got a plum fixture at home to West Ham that I'm happy about keeping the expensive defender. Also threatened from inside his own half um, at the weekend as well, almost scoring from a free kick. Forced Ramsdale to (laughs) backpedal, to just keep the ball out, tip the ball over the bar. That would have um, been been an exciting one had he scored that. Um, And my bench leaving a little bit to be desired. Uh, Dunn and McCarthy, Dunn for Burnley, McCarthy for Palace. Neither of them playing at the moment. Um, it's It's a bit sketchy, to say the least.
1: You're stretched a bit thin, I can see. You might need to bolster that bench a bit.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's one move I can make, a luxury transfer if I can afford it this week. So transfers done. Now time for the FPL Slammer. It's time to get our own little bit of revenge on FPL players who've been particularly disappointing for us this game week. it's time to put some more players in the FPL slammer cells for being particularly annoying (laughs) in FPL. And there seems to be plenty of them this week, Tim.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a a really disappointing disappointing game week. It's a laundry list of players you can choose from.
0: Yeah, um, in there at the moment, we've got Alexander Arnold, Robertson, Deli, Connor Cody and Timo Werner as well. Now, I think first we need to talk about Werner because he did particularly well last week against Southampton scoring two and assisting one but then he blanked against Man United one of uh, one of four blanks from six games so far this season bidding consistent does he deserve a reprieve
1: I I think so to be honest because I think if we'd podded last week we would have let Werner out he finally hauled and, and what a good haul it was I saw some bold souls even give him the armband uh Trying to uh, theorising that he'd exploit that Southampton high line, which um, seemed to happen. So, yeah, I, I think we can let Werner out.
0: Okay, but all the others, I think we can just about keep in the FBL slammer. So, who are we going to add this week? Just looking at your team, uh, plenty of blanks in there. Who was particularly disappointing?
1: Well, again, uh... And, and And you might have to be the judge on this one. Am I allowed to put someone in who's not in my team this week?
0: Maybe if he was in your team last week, I'll let you off, but yeah, I think gotta to stick to your own team.
1: Yeah, because I want to put in Chris Wood of Burnley <laughs> because I had him in my team for I believe four game weeks, uh, or maybe it's three game weeks, but um three blanks in a row, uh definitely would have been in last week. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I could have put in an Evertonian this week, but I think it'd be very harsh on Calvert-Learn to put him in after uh, just one just one blank in six.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a little bit harsh, uh, given his, his strong run to the season. We can't expect too much from a, a mid-priced forward. Uh, for me, I think it's got to be Alexander Mitrovic. Four games in a row, he's failed to get any... Any returns at all, just six FPL points in four games since scoring two against Leeds. Um, And I'm hoping that just by putting him in the FPL slammer, he'll perk up a bit for the next couple of games, West Brom and West Ham uh, promising fixtures. So I think I'll be putting Alexander Mitrovic in there. So we've got Trent Alexander, Arnold Robertson, Timo Werner, Deli, Cody, Mitrovic and Chris Wood. So it's getting pretty busy in there, Tim.
1: It's a good selection, but I mean, it's, it's what you expect, isn't it? We, these players need to earn their spots and uh, if they want to be let out of the slammer.
0: Yeah, it's definitely time some FPL players earn their stripes, getting a bit frustrated, getting overtaken in these mini-leagues, the all-competitive mini-leagues, Not, not looking good. Plenty of red arrows so far. I'm just hoping that Son, Kane and even Gareth Bale can do bits for me in this game.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to sit and uh, watch the end of this game and pray for some, some attacking returns because it's, it's looking a bit drab so far.
0: Okay, and that's just about us for this week's FPL Roundup. As always, please do leave us a review. It'll help us out and um, any suggestions as well for what we can do better. Um, you can also subscribe to us on uh, on Twitter. Well, follow us at least. I'm at FPLGovernor.
1: And I'm at FPL underscore Tim.
0: Lovely. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes SoundCloud to make sure you don't miss the next episode.